0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I got
1: to imagine companies like Tinder are not going out of business anytime soon, which is owned by Match.com. Big legal issues there, big legal issues. But that's off the point. I want to teach your children one thing. Don't mess it up. This is going to tie into retirement. This is going to tie into investing. Don't mess it up. When my dad died 20 plus years ago, I asked my mother if I could do part of his eulogy. One of my brothers got up and read a church that, you know, verse. But I got to do the eulogy, and I did a great job. I talked about how my dad, when he was a young man, he took care of his sister in the orphanage. And then as he hit, you know, he, he would steal fruit and give it to her sweet guy and then as he grew older he um got married my mom was a little girl from Mobile, Alabama she never left the city he showed her the whole world literally by joining the military she got to fly around the world and to see Paris see London Tokyo cities that she would never have seen Istanbul which is a beautiful city by the way um so he did great as a young man, as a middle-aged man. And then as he got older, he took care of my sister. She gave him life. She gave him meaning. He had five boys, and five boys just it, it tore him up. His first son, Clant, sold marijuana, and uh, it was all over the newspaper. Eagle Scout Black sells dope. <laughs> That's what it said, right? It crushed him. But 30 years later, he has a little daughter. And... uh she changed his life, and she made him better, and you know he found a reason to be a good guy again. So I that was my eulogy summed up in just a moment. But before I went up and did that, my brothers said, don't mess it up. My brothers taunted me. They challenged me. Don't mess it up. And I'm like, I probably said the F word in my head.
0: Behave yourself. I didn't mess it
1: up. I know, I know, I know. I'm allowed to say that, I think. So, what I want to teach your children is don't mess it up. It's a powerful, powerful statement. Try not to get in over your head. Saving for... You are going to retire one day, so you don't want to mess it up. When you're young, you can live in a dirt, scummy, nasty home. You can rent a room with a guy who eats all your food. You could, you know, get into a fight because he didn't pay his fair share of the cable bill. Or... he takes really hot showers for a long period of time and runs up the bill and only pays a third. You can mess up life in your 20s. It's easy to get over. But you're going to certainly live to retirement age. So you can't really think a bus is going to take you out and continue to live in that world. It isn't something you should bank on, in my opinion. If you're 20 years old today, there's an 85% chance you're going to live to 65. According to mortality rates that go back about four or five years ago, and it's a little bit higher now. It's not optional. You're going to retire. You don't have to own a home in your retirement. You don't have to pay for your kid's college. You know, those are other goals. Or they're desirable. They're nice to have. But a nest egg is a must-have. You might imagine that you can work forever and never retire, but you can't. Sometimes age discrimination comes in. Sometimes your body starts to give up. Sometimes you have to move closer to your mother because she's dying. Sometimes your kidneys are failing and you can't work the way you used to. So you may want to work till the day you die, but your boss or life may not see it the same way. The older you are, the higher the healthcare costs for small companies. Now, your current income is blood. It's the blood of your retirement. It's the blood of your life. It's the blood of, of having you know fun and entertainment and owning a home and paying for your kids' college. It's your income, so you got to focus on that. You know, when you purchase a home, you can go well. I'll just get a. loan and paid off over 30 years. When you pay for your kid's college, you may take money out of your home. You may get another loan and pay it off over 10, 15, 20 years. But you can't do that in retirement. Now, one of the things you can do is work part-time to not mess it up. And also to give you a sense of purpose. I think I want to train puppies when I retire. That's one thing that I feel comfortable that I can do. Okay, so, hey, Cujo. Sit, Cujo. Oh, good puppy, good puppy. Here's your treat. I'll come to your house. I'll do it for $15 an hour. You don't have to go pay someone $400 to do seven classes. I'll come to your house. I have an idea of what part-time work would look like for me. Do you, are you with me? Now, I don't know. It's pretty mighty expensive, in my opinion, retirement. Retirement. So I told you, Doris emailed me and she said, I got a million dollars and I'm only getting $10,000 a year in income. What's wrong with it? And I'm like, well, you're being too conservative. But she's also like 72 years old. So at some point in time, she's lived past her life expectancy. And she should probably just say, screw it, I'm going to spend that money. But what if she lives to 90? And then like, oh, screw it, I'm going to spend that money is suddenly too aggressive. But $10,000 on a million is too conservative. And then you also have issues of, you know, uh, do you want to leave it for your kids and such like that. So you need a million dollars because at a million dollars on a 4% withdrawal rate, you need to amass and you get 7% returns in the market, 8% returns in the market. You could pull down that 4% on a million, live off 40,000 plus a little Social Security. I know you could live on that but I don't know about it in 10, 20, 30 years because things are getting expensive, right? More expensive, called inflation. So inflation's the boogeyman. Inflation's the Freddy Krueger. Inflation's the Jason Voorhees. Inflation is the enemy. Inflation is the devil. Inflation is Saddam Hussein. It's, it's bad. It's bad, 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 bad. So a 4% withdrawal rate, a million dollars, you kind of get it, but you may need more than 40000 because of inflation. To accumulate a million dollars, you have to save $10,119 every year for 40 years when you're 20 years old. $10,000 sounds like a lot of money to a 20-year-old. It doesn't sound like that much to me now that I'm over 40. <clears throat> so that's pretty good. $10,000 a year. So you divide that by 12 and you go $1,000 a month, $250 roughly a week. So less than $1,000 a month. It's probably about 800 So let's go to two hundred dollars a week that you need to save. Can you do it to become a millionaire in your twenties? You don't want to mess this up because you can't afford to fail. That's the lesson that I'm pitching right here, right now. Retirement is hugely expensive. It's it's an unavoidable goal. It's going to happen to all of us. Death and taxes, but also retirement. Maybe not. Like I said, you could maybe become a dog trainer. I'm going to change my name to some like Castro von Castro, the greatest dog trainer of ever so that I, I, I could already start marketing you know? Caesar! Caesar! Sit, Caesar! So, it's a grim proposition of not being able to pay your bills in retirement, of saying, okay, trailer park's going to be okay. The distance between what you wanted in retirement versus what you get is whether you decide to save and not mess it up in your 20s and 30s. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. That's robblackshow.com.
0: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on
1: AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Did you know that you could invest in soybeans, ticker symbol S-O-Y-B? Say what? Wheat, ticker symbol W-E-A-T. You can invest in dirt. That's what the ticker symbol is on dirt. Soil. It's not dirt. I know you're saying, I thought I would have been dirt. You had me, Rob. It's soil. S-O-I-L.
0: I'm 87 years old. I've been around since dirt was born.
1: So you can invest in dirt like that guy. Right? Right?
0: You've got to be kidding me.
1: I will say this. I, I, I bet he'll be taking a dirt nap soon. Corn. Ticker symbol C-O-R-N. You keep hearing about Coca-Cola and corn syrup and the corn syrup industry and the corn syrup industry is evil and the corn syrup industry turns food into energy and the corn syrup energy, like, you keep hearing about it. Do you want to invest in it? You could. Then again, you could also keep, you know, we're going to spend more on video games this year than we do at the movies. And yet, you could think of like, Tom Cruise ain't worth that kind of money. He's coming out with Top Gun 2. And Anthony Edwards <clears throat> Goose from Top Gun 2, or Top Gun. He died in Top Gun, right? He's going to be in Top Gun 2 as his son. So he's not only playing his dad, but he's now playing his own son. Oh my, god. Because the dad died, man. right? I know, I know. This is too much to handle, right? Any chance um, the two female leads in Top Gun comeback, Kelly McGillis and uh, Meg Ryan? <laughs> no chance, because they got old. We'll take old Val Kilmer, not a problem, throat cancer guy. Tacky. We'll take Tom Cruise, all four foot three inches of them. But do not give us old leading ladies. This is <laughs> Hollywood after all. Why was I talking about Anthony Edwards and <laughs> Goose? Maybe you could invest in Goose.
0: Oh,
1: Tony Mendez, Bay com. Help. Help me. Hey, Goose. Goose. You going to see Top Gun 2? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Are they going to be flying drones? Little squirrel pilots. So. Millennials are starting to come into there, and that's the last thing we talked about. Now I want to talk about one of my favorite things. Gravy. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with an app, and I'm thinking, financial gravy? Not bad. Not bad. It could work. Um, gravy in retirement years. Not bad. Not bad. It could work. So I just want to call my app Gravy. Because I love gravy. You know what I love about gravy? Or you know what I love about going to the, the South? You can always get gravy. You can get gravy can, on chicken. You can put gravy on anything. Yeah, you can get gravy on pasta. You can get gravy on, on biscuits. You can gravy Potatoes. on shrimp. Potatoes. Shrimp with gravy and barbecue gravy. Barbecue gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Southern homes. Isn't it barbecue sauce gravy? Okay, I'm going a long no, way. I'm going a long way to say the South is really doing well in real estate. Yeah. And people, you know, you can have your... Or the confederate army lives kind of like naivety and people in california are pretty naive at times i knew a girl who she she was proud to say i've never been east of the rockies i'm like you know they do have toilets in the on the east coast and they do have running water they just might to spin say in a different direction but but cities that are doing like kick butt tulsa oklahoma i i, I don't understand like do they even have a basketball team it, it, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, we ignore things because we're ignorant. Little Rock, Arkansas, Dallas, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina is yeah. not Raleigh. It's not Raleigh. That's the They're like the they armpit were. of North Carolina, and yet they're hot and sexy because you know what they have? Gravy!
0: <laughs> Whoa.
2: <laughs> we love <the laughs> affordable, affordable housing. We have clients moving all over. El Paso, Austin. <gasps> You know Dallas, I think about Houston Paso, I think Houston's about. huge Houston's growing um, so Texas we already know Texas is is a gaining many 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 people right now kind of coming from the east from coming from the west uh, but but Raleigh it's been on the list for years. Raleigh's been a great town. a lot of colleges, a lot of hospitals, lots of jobs Research triangle um, just, there's it's just too hot. I think I have, people have to get used to the heat before you make a decision to move out there. But I heard somebody the other day say that they, they meet a lot of people who move from the Bay Area or California in general and then come back eventually. No. Yeah, I've heard that. I heard they take our cards away if
1: we leave. <laughs> but with that being said, like, again, I'm, I'm not being silly when I say this. There's a lot of opportunity to invest in rentals. There's a lot of opportunity to say this might be my retirement home. I'm going to rent it out for a few years. And it's a lot more affordable than people think. Um, the South is expected to grow at 6% compared to nationally 2.5% as far as population goes. And go where the people go. You you probably will do well as an investor in real estate if you if you think about that. You'll have more buyers to, to pick up your property down the road as they move from apartments to single-family homes, uh, as they make more babies. But the South has drawn people. Yep. And uh, we both know family members who are working in the South. Um, and again, it's, it's get over your, your biases and your cliches, because millennials are going to where the jobs are, and the jobs are going to where the low-cost employees are, i.e. the millennials. And yep, You want your employees to buy, be able to buy houses. And the Atlanta soccer team in MLS is kicking butt. And, and I bring that up in large part because, believe it or not, that's a sign of growth when you have a sports team that's brand new. Get the interest of a city involved. And I think that's always a nice thing. So could you have the courage to invest in the South? Uh
2: yeah, I, I would. Okay. It wouldn't be my first choice, but yeah, it it you need a well rounded kind of real estate portfolio. I already I, I guess Richmond, Virginia is the South Technically, sure. I mean, I own a place there. They
1: wipe their butts with tobacco leaves there, I
2: hear. Yeah, they do. Yep.
1: They do. They give them
2: out remember, on, the, on the
1: street corners. Do you remember on 95? 95, 95 is like the 101 over there on the East Coast. It goes all the way up from Maine down to Florida. Do you remember the big cigarette in, in Richmond? There's a big Philip Morris, like, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say well, big, four, just, There's a huge 40-story 40, 40 statue. It was a cigarette. Something tells me that's no longer there. 15 years after I last saw it. Something tells me someone got... Are you talking uh, about the Washington Monument? No, no. It looked like the Washington Monument. It's it's a cigarette monument. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was right in Richmond, Virginia. It always struck me as funny. It was like, aren't these cancer sticks? So, you know what I used to do? I used to... um, You know how, like, if you go to a mall and people put cigarettes out in ashtrays with sand? I used to take the cigarettes and I used to go home and plant them because I was trying to make a, a cigarette tree. I figured they' are being planted in sand, probably not a good soil for, for the cigarette to grow and mature. awful. In Italy, they pick cigarettes off trees, just like pasta. I saw it on a commercial. It has to be true. That's why, when someone comes to me with a commercial, I heard on a commercial you can get this incredible universal life insurance. I'm like, "Are you stupid?"
0: What is the matter with you?"
1: <laughs> so, yep, cigarettes grow on trees. You plant a good cigarette tree, that thing will bear fruit for years. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So let's talk about some fun stuff. I don't want you to close your eyes and imagine, especially if you're driving. But when you get a chance today, let's talk about some fun stuff in your head and close your eyes and imagine things like retirement and things like understanding retirement plans and not just going through the day thinking, oh, my life sucks, but actually coming up with a plan. I told you I once had a crush on a girl named Elizabeth or she had a crush on me and uh, carved it into a tree, said it out loud, kind of awesome. Keeping it in, I would never have known. Wills and trusts. Wills and trusts. Protect the people you love in case you die. It's not that hard of a thought. Your goal is to financially secure yourself and I hope your family members. You want to accumulate wealth for retirement and generate income in retirement. I talk about these concepts all the time. You can sign up for a seminar by going to Roblox Show and Roblox Show. And sign up for a seminar using the code radio 25 to get them for free. But a lot of what I talk about isn't fun financial planning, retirement, getting older, home ownership, insurance, life events. Life events is a good one because if you have a kid, a couple of life events you probably want are you want to see him graduate from high school, right? before he goes to jail. I think that's an accomplishment. My mom was always like, I got it, y'all, you y'all, you like, you're all good kids. None of you have been to prison. I'm like, yeah, but some of us have been to jail, mom. Some of us have been to jail. But life events, I think, it's an important one to think about, right? What are you doing on this planet? Uh, what do you want to walk away with? So, I think wills and trusts are important. I think taxes are really hideous and it's tough for me to talk about because we are all at different stages in our life and we all have different accountants who, some are aggressive and some are passive, so I don't really talk about that. I do talk about credit and debit. I love credit cards, but I also pay off my balance every month, so I'm not carrying the interest. I use the rewards. Um, Do you know how great it is when you look at your account and you're like, whoa, I've got $4,600 of rewards. Just from using this credit card and paying it on time. And then you were like, even better. You actually get a point and a half if you book through their website. So it's like, whoa, okay, that's 46,600, get the abacus, times it by pi, then one and a half. So wait, you're like, wait, wait, wait. Do I really have over $7,000 of purchasing just from doing nothing? Yay! Right? And then that mimosa that costs 15 bucks tastes a heck of a lot better. Just my opinion. Um, Minimum payment on a credit card equals maximum expense. Just say no. I know people who are like, uh, I'm going to Rwanda this summer to learn dance and to build uh, tiki huts for the people in Rwanda. Now, for the record, I couldn't find Rwanda on a map. I know it's in Africa somewhere. Couldn't find it past that. So I make fun of people for reasons that they want to go out and enjoy life and spend their money. But if it's on a credit card, that's different than planning for it, in my opinion. I don't know if I'm allowed to go back and make that little thing. But, you know, life events, I do want you to enjoy, but I don't want you to enjoy on credit. Rental and vacation properties are a tricky, tricky topic when you're talking wealth. Do you wish you had never bought that timeshare? That's the question I ask everyone who asks me, how can I get rid of my timeshare? And I start with the loaded question of, do you wish you had never bought that timeshare? Don't buy that timeshare. Should you keep rental properties? A lot of times we get into a situation where it's other people's money paying for a mortgage. And at some point in time, you can actually sell and put that money to use in a bond fund or an income fund or in another home something closer to you, maybe a duplex or a triplex to get three renters instead of one. So, yeah, I I think you should ask yourself on rental properties of like, how much equity do I have? And is it just sitting there doing nothing? So I look at timeshare agents, not as crooks, but I start with a heavy amount of skepticism and I would never buy real estate while on vacation, it just doesn't mix well. You're caught up in the moment. There's legitimate real estate brokers who can help, but timeshare resells are fertile ground for scams. Timeshare resale fraud became a big problem after the 2008 credit crisis. People lost their jobs, people lost their homes, people lost their ability to sell, get people into their timeshares. The FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, has said timeshare investigations have gone up from 819 in 2009 to 6,000 in 2011. That's crazy. That's meteoric. Anytime you buy anything, anytime you get married, literally if you're buying, quote unquote, the cow, which goes back to that old maxim that every dad tells their daughter I buy the cow if you get the milk for free. Because I like cows and I like free milk and I like chocolate milk. So I like chocolate cows. That's
0: but you have to, all, any of this works.
1: You have to write down a lot of questions before you get into any sort of relationship, financial or physical or love or anything else. And if you don't write down the questions, at least have them in your head. Like um, ask what services do you get for the money that you pay? Ask you know if you pay by cash or wire transfer only that's probably a bad thing and say why do you only do cash or wire transfer that sounds like you could be scamming me never ever send people money that that aren't willing to meet you in person um, be careful of claims like they're strong demand or maybe they're they're too bold they're the only ones bold enough to offer such an amazing deal they can turn gold into hay. I mean, hay in a gold. <laughs> wait, wait, you just turned my gold into hay. That's sorry. terrible. That's sorry, dude. That's terrible. Um, be careful on like the, the claims that sound too good to be true. Like you're buying an expensive piece of property or you're leasing it or you're doing something. And they're like, Oh, you can walk away anytime you want. You probably can't because it's an expensive piece of property. Um, so like if you buy a ski house, a vacation house, you know, the realtor will probably say things like, You probably need to use this for at least three years so you get my my commissions when I sell it for you in the future because you just bought it now. But something tells me with timeshares, you're not really got your head on straight. You're like, Woohoo, I just went to Vale, Colorado, and these kind, nice people said if I meet with them for two hours, that I can have, you know, a free dinner or a free ah! ski pass. And then they show you the place and you're already qualified because you're in Vail, right? You flew to a luxury resort. So they know you have money. And they just want a big chunk of it. Not not too much, just a big chunk. So
0: it's a trap.
1: It's a trap. No, don't sign it. And anything that you typically do sign in the world of finances, whether it's real estate or what have you, um anything that you do sign, you should probably start thinking about the concept of how soon can I say, I want to rip this up? So, and that's the careful one on the divorce <laughs> and marriage. You know, I said, before you get into a relationship with a timeshare company, you should probably write down questions. I, I stand by that. Before you get into any relationship, you should probably write down questions. Do you do joint accounts or do you not? I can tell you they stress people out They when you do or don't. Whichever one you do, it stresses people out. Are you open with your spouse about money? Do you have a financial to-do list for second marriages? I've often said, if I die, honey, don't get remarried. I want you to live by yourself, lonely, on a house on a hill, in a rocking chair in a window. And I want you to weep my name every day until final coming, you two pass away. I don't want you to be happy. I don't want you to find anyone. I don't want you to spend any of the money. I just want you to sit on a house, on a hill, wailing for me. Better than crying, wailing. It has to be like, I miss him so much. And if you can be on a hill and you can wake up all the neighbors.
0: I'm in a glass case of emotion.
1: That's close. That's close. I, I want that intensity. Maybe a little bit more, but pretty close. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. Talk to your loved ones, people. I'm Rob Black. Peace out. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm a little judgmental at times. I'll admit it. I'm very, very critical as a human being. If I order, I won't get into me and ordering and stuff like that, but let's just say I want things done right. One of the things I'm very critical on is I look at people and I go, hmm, I wonder who his, his hero is. And, you know, I, sometimes I'll watch the football games on the weekend and I'm like, wow, there's a hundred and like 15,000 people in Michigan. I was doing a little college game day, not NFL game day. I was doing a little college right there. So if you could maybe find some college game day music. No, <laughs> that's okay. Mike, uh, in your. anyhow. Um, I look at people and I go, hey, are they focused enough on money? And as much as they know about two and a half men or Joe Montana or um, whatever their passion is, I'm like, do you have that same passion for your retirement? Because from age 20 to 60, you should live it up. You should enjoy life. It only goes downhill after that, right? But from 60 to 100, you have to live off stuff. It's like Jamie Dimon is a person that I like enormously as an investor. and His last name is D-I-M-O-N. He's someone I'll, I'll listen to. You know, I'm, I'm not saying he's right. It's, he's just someone I'll listen to when he talks about the economy. Uh, Jeff Gunlock, Awesome. Great stuff. Neil Hennessy. I had him on my TV show 10, 15 years ago when the Dow was at 12,000. He goes, okay, so where do, you see, where do you see the markets going? Well, he goes, well, Rob, let me tell you about this, Rob. He's kind of a Dr. Phil where he kind of... He looks like Dr. Phil, and he sounds like Dr. Phil. Yep. And I said, so Neil, already see the market. He goes, wow, we're all um, 28000 And I was like,
0: yeah, that's a good
1: one. I'm like, that's at 12000 How can you say that? That's ridiculous. That's preposterous. That ain't going to happen. And he goes, well, Rob, the stock market doubles over 7.2 years. And historically speaking, if we st- put that out, it'll be at $28,000 in uh, eight years. And it was. And I was like, whoa. And I saw Maria Bartiromo. He once did the same thing to her. And she fell out of her seat laughing at him. Because it comes across as this, you know, kind of, he's a great guy. He's a smart guy. He's one of my favorite investors. Um, and he basically buy, he buys into quants. He's very much so. It's just numbers. Don't look at companies. Just look at their numbers. So you should have a list of people like Jamie Dimon and Neil Hennessy that you, you go to. On occasion, and, and say, Here's my list. You know, one of the greatest investors of all time, CFP Chad Burton's not on that list. Warren Buffett is. You should have a list like a Warren Buffett. What did he say? Chad says, Annuities are trash. They make me want to vomit. I don't think that's going to be put in the lexicon of, it's great, a trap. of great memes or anything like that. Admiral Akbar has, It's a trap. It's a trap. I miss him and I hate J.J. Abrams for killing him hate him i hate you jj abrams admiral akbar how do you explain to your children that, that there was a world with no admiral akbar in it he's floating off somewhere in cold dead space he was an admiral for the love of god he deserved better anyway i'm digressing sorry keep in mind that thing that i digress with is what makes things always more interesting So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the stocks that a lot of people are very interested in right now is GE, General Electric. And they've had problems on their balance sheets for a long time now, and they've been trying to address them. And they had a CEO who was moving kind of like a turtle. I'm a turtle. Some people believe they were prehistoric on this planet as a turtle, and they were eaten by a pterodactyl, and they were reincarnated as a human. I think most of these people are violently insane. I take a look at people who are at college game day, and I'm like, what is your future? What is your future when you're, 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 you're hanging out before a football game, eating brat, and eating uh, big sausages and, and big burgers? Your future is a massive heart attack. And I, I hope you put that into your financial plan. So am I judgmental? Am I critical? Like I started the segment I said I was? Uh-huh. But also, I, I, I question you, and I'm like really pushing you. you got to start thinking about this stuff. So, you got to have a list of people that you go to, or people that you like. Um, you know, Warren Buffett, if you could just live, if there was a religion, and you got to be very careful because Jimmy Buffet's kind of got the whole Margaritaville religion going on. So, Buffet, Jimmy Buffet, Warren Buffet, very similar sounding. You don't want to cross up those retirement messages. So, Jimmy Buffet, all about calming down and relaxing in retirement. Warren Buffett, all about Have enough money to live till the day you die and then maybe giving some to charity. So uh, if you want to copy that Warren Buffett, Warren Buffet quotes live by the religion that maybe I'll start one day. I think I think Jedis were made into a religion. I think there's something like that out there. There's some group. So tying this all back together on Admiral Ackbar and it's a trap in religion and everything else. um, I don't think football should be a religion. I, I think Warren Buffett should be a religion long before football. But a lot of people live their life in the world of the the gridiron, 100 yards to glory, and a concussion that one day will put you on the street homeless. Woo! Cheer for him! He's likely died on the field. We're not going to be happy until someone does die on the field, right? And then ESPN will say, he might want to turn away, because we're going to show this 100 more times. He's dead on the field. And it goes back to ESPN, and Disney has a problem. They're all in on sports. All in on sports. And the sports networks charge more and more money every time they renew. Until when? Always a question on the teeter totter. So far, so good. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing in more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.